Welcome, everybody, to episode five of the Next Generation of Superstars podcast by Burst. And we're very grateful and excited to have Jimmy Stoudemire, who was wide receiver at a couple of schools, but particularly University of Arkansas. He's from Prattville, Alabama. A couple of other notable awards he's had is HBCU All-American. He was ranked 11th at one point as wide receiver in the country, also an academic All-American. And so, Jimmy, welcome and happy to have you here today. Hey, what's up, man? What's good, bro? Happy to be here. Absolutely. So, my man, tell us and our audience a little bit more about your football story, how you, your passion for the game started, um, and all that on, on your end. Uh, I would say, uh, like any, like most football players, I start. I've been playing it for a while. Uh, started in, started in third grade, and at the time, like I was skinny. My my whole family, like. Uh, they wanted me to play basketball because I was just skinny and tall. But I don't know. I just I fell in love with football, man. And I just I continued to play play it. I just love fell in love with it. We would play uh, in my aunt's yard. My aunt like had a big backyard and she would have like a bunch of flowers in it. So she she worked at Walmart at the time and she would get off of work. bro. And, like as soon as we see her like car driving out, everybody would just run off the field. Like but that's where I think that's where I found my love for it. it is that is that big backyard right there? Because we used to play a lot of football after school there. So, yeah, I fell in love with it, man, and uh, got the opportunity to play play in uh, the SEC. Uh, went went to Auburn out of high school, um, and that was a big a big uh, part of my bit. Not a set. I wouldn't call it a setback, but a big part of my story. Like my motivations when you know I lost that opportunity. Uh, to play at the biggest stage, man. I went junior college and I was like, man, I just want to get back. Like I want to, I wanted to prove. And I also had a coach, not a coach, like a, a personnel guy tell me like, you know, you won't ever, you won't ever get the opportunity to, to play this again. So I took that very personal and I would say it just, it motivated me to uh, keep going. Definitely. Yeah, no, it's incredible. Was there anyone in particular, like any of your friends or family members or even mentors growing up, that kind of helped, you know, inspire you to keep on, you know, keep on pushing to, to actually make this a career, you know, going into play at the collegiate level? Uh, to be honest with you, I was okay. So I really didn't, I, I got like a, my recruiting started slow, like 11th grade year. I was always tall, but I was super skinny always. And I was athletic, you know, I would, I would, uh, I was, I was kind of fast, you know, I had a, a great, great stride. I actually started running track my 11th grade year as well. So I could, you know, work on my form and, you know, I went to state with that four by one. And I would say a guy who really helped me out a lot as far as high school to even getting to college is Rodney. Um, he I was I was skinny in high school, 10th grade year. We were coming off of we won state my 10th grade year. So, you know, I was excited, but I wanted to I played a little bit uh, in games like I played and play. I played a little bit, but I was young, you know, and our team was like stacked like. We were a powerhouse at the time, really. Um, and, you know, I was like, man, I want to I want to put my all in this. So I, I ended up getting a trainer myself, you know, working a little bit, doing small jobs, cutting people's yards. And I, I was able to pay for me a trainer named Rodney. And, you know, I was doing the high school workouts, which were hard. Like, you know, we worked hard uh, workouts in practice. Like we were, we were one of those high schools, like they, they took it seriously. So uh, it was hard. And then. You know, after that, I would I would go do my extra work with him. Uh, I forgot the name of the gym. Was it Twenty Four Seven Sports? Dang, I forgot the name. It's been a while, but yeah, I, I went there, bro, and it. I would say that changed me. I, I I put on like 
15, 20 pounds, I turned into like a, a big body receiver. Like I was probably like 180. I turned into like 205. Like I already, already had the height, so I was 205. And of course I was running tracks, so I was getting faster and it, it changed a lot for me. You know, I, I got that confidence that I could, I could compete. Uh, I, could, I could beat anybody. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And I can kind of relate to your story. I was always, you know, very skinny growing up until I found a yeah. trainer that could actually help me get to that level I wanted to get to. We'll kind of talk to our audience a little bit about what was that regimen that your trainer, it was, his name was Roddy, right? Yep. What was your, what was your guys's, you know, your routine and your regimen with him, especially like the diet and everything you had to start doing every single day to, to put on that weight and, and really gain that extra strength that you were looking for? I'll tell you this. I think the main thing about that is like, is the diet. I'll be honest with you because I was already working out hard in, in, uh, in school. Like, you know, I was, I wasn't weak or anything. I just wasn't gaining. And to gain, you literally have to eat a certain amount of carbs. Like he, 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 uh, he put me on the like carbs, like daily intake and stuff like that. And just eating certain stuff, you still can eat healthy, but you literally have I was eating like five meals a day. And usually, you know, I'll eat, I'll eat like two or three big meals and think that's it. Like it's, it's, it's way better if you like break it down and schedule yourself when to eat. I mean, it's kind of hard, but you know, I, I, I set a goal and I wanted to get there. So I did it and he had me eating like, I, I know a lot of the things I ate was like fish, rice, like a protein and a rice, like mainly, but it was just the amount of times I ate a day and it, it, it counted out like, and then, and then of course the uh, right uh, supplements. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the important part of it is that you, know, you can have all this intake. You just want to make sure you're doing it in the right way. Yeah. Um, kind of, you know, shifting a little bit that you've been playing wide receiver your whole life. Is there any, any particular football player, whether, you know, an NFL or old NFL player or anyone that you've looked up to that you modeled your game after? Yeah, for sure, man. I, he's like very old school now, but my favorite player since high school, I would say two, because Julio Jones is from Alabama, so always. And we actually, I wasn't in high school yet. I was in like junior high, but uh, he went to Foley High School and we played them. So, and like I said, my school was pretty good. They, the coach schemed it up, so it wasn't one one cornerback just stick him the whole game. You know, you had someone over the top, but I think they held him like 15 yards and he's like the best receiver ever to come through Alabama. So it's like, I mean, you know, I always looked up to his game in and had mad respect for it. Julio's always been a dog. Uh, you know, they're coming on like the back end of their careers now. Him him and AJ Green, uh, they're they're my they were my role models coming up for sure. I would say now I watch I try to watch a lot of it's a lot of good receivers in the game today, but I would say my top three right now that I, I pay a lot of attention to and just study film a lot on is uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, Devontae Adams, and and Diggs. I don't really like – I like to stay with receivers like more like my my size and my frame because, you know, I really can't do everything. Diggs is like, what, 5'10". So I really can't do everything like a 5'10 receiver can do, you know. Like he's a little bit quicker than me, but, you know, Devontae Adams and, and – and Jettas is more like my size. So I try to stick, stick with receivers, like my, my body frame, my prototype. Right. Now, kind of going off, you know, you played in the SEC. You know, you've seen that environment and atmosphere. Talk a little bit about what does that feel like, especially being on the field in a, in a big-time game, you know, when you see that the crowd of fans. What is that? What is the adrenaline and the environment, like everything that, that really – how does that affect you, you know, being in, the, in your kind of your, your flow state of mind? 
It's nothing like it, man. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I haven't played. I'm transitioning to professional league now, but like, I feel like it's nothing like that college environment, man. Like it's, it's literally insane. Like, uh, you know, even in high school, like we would pack out stadium. You know, it's a high school stadium anyways, but you know, uh, we had a student section, whatever. It was crazy. It was fun, but like college is like, it's insane. I guess I I feel like it's one of the best experiences I'll ever have for sure. So I'm, I'm very happy. I got to, uh, you know, play on that level and 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 do that for sure. Uh, it's 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 it's. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, going off that, what's one of your most memorable games or moments you had, whether it was at Auburn or Arkansas, just in any of those environments? What was something that you really you look back to and uh, you cherish that moment? I would say uh, a very memorable moment for me is I was catching my first touchdown. And we had like literally. My freshman year at Auburn, it was like in the spring, like we had like our spring and we had like 80K people spring game. We were ranked number six, so preseason. And uh, of course I was a freshman, you know, so but I was having a great spring. I came in, man, I was having a great spring. And I was, I knew I probably wasn't because I was I was probably most likely going to redshirt. I had like, we had just got like the number one Juco recruit, Deco Williams. He's still like, I think he's CFL now, if I'm not mistaken, one of like top CFL receivers now. We had uh, Carter Lewis, like it was stacked, man. We had like a bunch of receivers. So, you know, I was just really just soaking it in, man. And, you know, I was the man on my high school team going from that to, to SEC, man. It's a big jump, bro. You think like you're the man, you always been the man. And it's just like, yeah, these guys are like legit, like yeah. dogs, bro. So, yeah, but catching my first touchdown, man, uh, I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it, man. Uh, I'll never forget that. It was it was it was a great feeling for sure. Yeah, no, it's awesome. That's awesome. And what about how did you see the fit, different fan support in all the schools you played at? You know, it's been uh, Auburn, University of Arkansas. You've also played at Edward Waters. You know, you've mm-hmm. seen different environments. What was that fan support specifically to you? Um, and and how did you you know engage with with those fans that supported you? Uh. I saw fan support from all of them. Of course, when you when you transfer to school, it's like you lose a lot of that support. But honestly, I would say some some still like you know follow your story and keep up with you. It's very few that'll do that. But um, I would say for sure, uh, Auburn and and Arkansas were more like college towns, and Jacksonville at Edub is more like a city. So you know, uh, I feel like with bigger cities, I'm glad I got to experience like actual college city. Uh, it's a big difference at the games and stuff like that. But uh, I, I saw a lot of support from fans, man. I, I feel like, you know, in the game of football, uh, you got to stay grounded really. Cause with fans, if you're doing good, they're going to praise you. And when you're doing bad, you know, you're going to, you're going to hear it from them. So uh, I feel like as a player, like you gotta, me, I like to like, I like to channel that noise out. Like, I don't really get too up or too down, whether a fan is praising me or fans are downing me because I know, you know, one, it can all change at the next game. So I just, I focus, I, I try to focus on the aspect of just football and uh, getting better, getting better as better as I can. Even if I had a good game, I would, I would try to find, you know, we'll get back in the film room and get better. But fans are definitely a, a huge part of it. Like, uh, I love the fans, man. You know, we like we like we like making the fans happy. And of course, you're gonna need their support. Uh, and like you said, and and endeavors like I've gotten to now with the virtual stacks, like uh, that's where they come in. Like the people who support you, man. So 
I think I think the people who it's still a, I literally have fans like from Auburn who uh, like you know they'll DM me or something like uh, you know keeping up with your story. That's that, that's it's nothing better than that in the game. Like oh, I have a kid. I'll send like some gloves to a kid. Like uh, you know he he said I I remember you were at Auburn the receiver. You know I've been keeping up with your story. That's that's it's no better feeling than that man. When I could because. Like I said, I was a kid. I was a kid. Uh, I was a kid once too. Like you know, dreaming of of being. I was looking up to like people like Julio Jones and like AJ Green. Like I feel like you. You're always gonna. Uh, this is a game where you can inspire people. Inspire people. You know, to live out their dreams. Right. Uh, and it's hard. It's hard. So you know, when when people see you, see, see, they believe they can do it. So I feel like that's you know. Uh, of course, I do it for myself, my family, but you know, I also want to be successful for the. For, for my fans too, you know, so I can aspire them to be the best person they can be. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's very well said. And I think that's so important because you have that great fan support, but you also mm-hmm. you, you have a bigger vision for what you're trying to create. Um, wh- what about, you know, when you have all that noise, you know, and it's, it's that noise you want to channel out, wh- how do you kind of have that in a sense of a mama mentality, right? What Kobe had, like, how do you really block that out? Especially when you're in, you know, such crucial moments in a game, what, what fuels you to kind of what motivates you to really just stay, you know, with, within your own head and, and not, um, you know, not get distracted by everything else around you? Honestly, I would say uh, it goes, it falls back on your training, man. Like when you're, when you're like fans don't see like how hard you practice, stuff like that. And I feel like when you're, when you're going to have tough times in the game, no matter how hard you train, how good you are, it could be whoever, you could be number one team in the country and you're going to have, down to the wire games, you're going to drop a ball. It's going to happen at receiver. Uh, and I feel like it goes back to your training. Of course, the crowd's going to be loud the whole game, especially away games. It's going to be even worse because you're going to have people <laughs> throwing stuff at you, talking trash at you on the sideline. So uh, it fall, I would say mainly, though, it falls back on your training, man. Like you, you in your head, man, you just like, you know, I you work so hard and you push yourself so hard in training. It's like I could. I, I'm, I'm about to overcome this. Like I'm about to. I'm about to overcome this whole situation. Like I, I've been here. I've been down. I've been tired. I've dropped the ball, and let's go. Like you know, next snap. Like um, I also feel like teammate. Like you know, coaching is coaches are a big part of that. You know, uh, keeping that confidence in you and your teammates for sure. You know, uh, I've had I've had both coaches that like that kick you. Uh, you know, you know, it's different types of coaches. Like some coaches like like to like to beat you down and you know try to motivate you and some coaches just build that confidence in you so uh, you know whether whether or not I, and I usually I would I would I would usually before I had that coach like that actually beat me down I had to realize like man I can't listen to what he's saying like you know I gotta still I gotta go back fall back on on me like my training or my teammates because if you if you look at it in one person like you're gonna if you're looking for it from like or just one thing, I feel like you're not going to get it. You know, I feel like it's all inside of you, you know, at the end of the day, but it's definitely like people who help like coaches and teammates uh, help you get through it. But, you know, all the time your coaches ain't, sometimes your coaches are going to, like I've had coaches literally when you're down, like they're like, come on, man, like what the, you know, uh, and it's, it's, I don't, I don't agree with that, but you know, you know, you can't, you can't really change that. So I feel like uh, teammates are always there for you. So, uh, you know, it's been people, uh, it'll be a kicker who missed a game-winning field goal, 
And then we're like, you know, man, it's good, bro. Like, you know, I, I know how demoralizing that can be, bro. Cause you know, you get one, you probably kick two field goals the whole game. And you know, this one is for the game. So it's just like, but it was a whole game play. So we never, we always want to keep their heads up, bro. At the end of the day. Yeah. No, it's, it's great that you have that, that bond with your teammates that you're able to kind of nourish over yeah. time. Uh, sw- switching a little the bit. Bun- game, you know, oh, go ahead. No, I was about to say the bone with the teammates. And it's also like you're not even training by yourself. Like your teammates are with you in practice. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like you're all – it's like a brotherhood. That's, I'm so happy. Like, I feel like sports is just great, man. Like, it's a great – like, it, it teaches you a lot of adversity and, and teamwork, like having to work together for a goal. Yeah. And I think that's what's so great, you know, what we see from our end where we're helping young athletes like yourself within Web3 is that there, there really is that brotherhood within, you know, even just, you know, maybe you're on different teams with someone and you still keep that relationship. It's, it's just sports really brings people together from all walks of yep. life. And it's awesome oh, to see that in, in every sport. Right. And, and so that's, what's so awesome to see, um, you know, on a global scale as well. And, you know, kind of seeing what you're learning right now in web three, working with first and, and also just having the first opportunity on virtual stacks. What are your initial thoughts and having success, you know, so far in the initial launch, what are your what are your thoughts so far on the Web3 industry and kind of what you've learned, you know, in these past several months? Uh, like I said, uh, I feel like it's another platform. I'm meeting, like, you know, different people from different teams. Like, I actually follow a couple of athletes. You know, I'm keeping up with their story as well, so I'm supporting them, man. And it's just, like, it's, it's very interesting, bro. Like, you know, it's it's not just you in this. It's not never just you in this sports world, bro. It's always someone someone you know going through similar stuff like uh training just as hard as you always so i just think it was very unique how i got to connect with other athletes you know and uh of course monetize my the web3 monetize my name in, in the web3 uh i think it was awesome um getting the opportunity uh i think i think the the virtual the virtual world is definitely like a a big thing coming up so you know i'm glad i got to jump in it with that yeah no, that's great. And I think just hearing that feedback just gives us, you know, that, that reassurance of we're on the right vision and we're, we're working to create that path for athletes like yourself and to really build that community that's there to help each other. And that also ties back into, you know, the charity that you were giving back to the Heart of Sport Foundation, as well as talk a little bit about, you know, your community coming from Alabama, you know, growing up and, and really having that passion for football as you continue to excel in your career right now. What, what does that look like for you in the bigger scheme of things of giving back to your community and really, um, you know, giving, giving a helping hand back, back to the community? Oh man. I, I, um, any chance I get, like actually this Christmas, my family always, we do, um, what's it called? The Salvation, Salvation Army. I'm going to go back and we're going to have like a, have stuff out on the table for like, whether it's clothes, food. Uh, I don't know where they're going to do this year. I haven't talked to them yet, but, giving back is a big part of it, man. I feel like, uh, you know, I come from humble beginnings um, and is, you know, uh, I feel like people look up to, like from that community, from where I'm from, like a lot of my friends, you know, I'm out of my friend group, I'm the only one who even went to college. So it's just like, you know, I, they're looking up to me, man. It, it kind of keeps me going too and pushes me to, to keep going. Cause I know they're not depending on me, but you know, just they want me to, be successful you know they already think i'm successful you know i I feel like you know i i still i wouldn't say got a long way to go but you know i still like i feel like i'm still you know getting better every day 
it's just like, man, you, I look back at where I come from, man. And I'm just, I'm very blessed to be in the position I'm in. And yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait to give back. I can't wait. Uh, I, I actually got big plans I want to do with my whole neighborhood. I just want to, I want to reconstruct it. It was a boys and girls club in my neighborhood. Like we had a park, which we would all go to play basketball and stuff, play football too. Uh, we mostly play basketball there and play football in the yard, but uh, they built the Boys and Girls Club there, and it, it changed my whole, man. Like, it it definitely kept – because I was – I wouldn't say I grew up in, like, the best neighborhood, so that Boys and Girls Club, like, I, I, I didn't even, like, sign up. Like, I stayed in the neighborhood, so I would just go inside, you know, like, go – like, because we walked to the park. It wasn't that far, so I would just go and act like, you know, they would just let me in, and I would play with all the kids and stuff, and it, it changed everything. It kept me out of trouble. Uh, so I don't even know if that's still there or not. Uh, I think it closed down. So I would like to, you know, have something like that for sure in the neighborhood to to keep the kids out of trouble. Um, and and just it's it's dang man, it's crazy, man. Um, thing is so crazy. No, I think it's great what you're doing and the path that you're on right now, what you've paved so far. Um, it's it's you know congratulations. It's an amazing accomplishment of what you've done. What, what's the what's your next step in your journey right now as you prepare? I know you have you have aspirations to make it to the NFL. Um, you've been doing a lot of training recently. What's kind of your next steps and your goals as you enter you know this new year of 2023? Uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm actually uh I just had a, a workout last week. Uh, I'm still working out for teams right now. Um, my goal right now is I'm talking to a couple coaches in the spring leagues in the U.S uh xfl and usfl and i i got a pretty it's on pay, like i i got a pretty i talked to my agent you know a pretty good uh chance of being in one of those leagues and I, i'm also talking to some nfl coaches which all i need right now i need to get in one of those leagues and i gotta kill it so uh and when i do that at the sky's gonna be the limit for me and that's my goal man i've been i've been working all year I, I kind of put, I wouldn't say I put myself in this situation, but you know, last year with the eligibility issues, my last year when I transferred here, uh, having to sit out, that really hurt me. Like, uh, it really hurt me. So they just, they just want to see like me, you know, uh, on the field for a whole season and, and, and doing what I could do. So I did everything I was supposed to do. So I killed my pro day, uh, had a great pro day, uh, killed every workout I did. Now it's just, you know, I gotta, I gotta get in the league, uh, I know one of these coaches is going to give me an opportunity. I've been – it's coming, man. I feel like all this paid off this year. So, I'll, I'll get to – my goal right now is to play in the spring and, and and see where it goes from there. I won't I won't say, you know, whatever happens. If I have to play two years in the spring league, whatever. But I know once I, once I get this opportunity, man, it's going to be wrapped, bro. I love it. I love it. And I'm rooting for you. And we're here at Burst and every, everywhere else. We're rooting for you, um, all your fans, all our supporters. Everyone is there behind your back. And, you know, you're, you have such a bright future ahead, especially in this sport of football and, and after. Um, what are three lessons? Well, this is kind of to wrap everything up on this podcast. What are three lessons that you would share, you know, with, with our audience, um, you know, especially the youth that looks up to you that's helped you so much in your journey so far? Uh, lessons, I would say, first lesson, man, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to do this without, without keeping God first, man. I feel like that's where a lot of my faith my faith has got me this far. So I would say first lesson, keep God first. Uh, second one, 
set set big goals, man. Don't don't sell yourself short on anything because I feel like you could you're able to do anything you you want. Like a lot of people don't think that or think because after failure, like they can't accomplish their goals. But I failed a lot of times, man. And I'm literally I I would have never after not playing a year, I would have never imagined me having this opportunity. You know, I I really thought after not playing, it was you know it was it was wraps for me on 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 uh on deals like nil uh workouts all that stuff so you know i but the thing is i i thought that i was down for a minute not even gonna lie and then i like i said relationship with god man i kept talking i was like man you know what i'm just gonna keep working you know and it it honestly man it, it paid off so bad i came it's it's crazy how it paid off but yeah second lesson i would say set big goals man and and third lesson, I would say, after you set big goals, be able to uh, adapt, uh, adapt to adapt to changes, because yeah. it's gonna be like you know, I feel like life is gonna have its ups and downs, and like I like the same with football, and I apply this to my life now. Like, I don't ever get too up or too down. Like, I could, if if the Broncos call me tomorrow, or the I'll say Cowboys, I'm Cowboys. <laughs> if the Cowboys call me tomorrow, offer me a contract, I'm my mindset, I'm gonna be happy as heck. I'm gonna be happy as heck, but my mindset, you know, I, I'm like, it's gonna be to work, man. Like, uh, to work. I, I don't, you don't ever want to get too high or too up. Like, just because I get there, don't mean anything, you know. Like, my next step is to to go in and, and work as hard as I can and become the best, the best uh, receiver to come through there, you know. Yeah. So uh, I would say just being being able to adapt, and uh, that would be my third lesson. I love it. You know, just to rephrase all that, you said keep God first, set big goals, and be able to adapt. I heard something from Tim Grover early this year, who's, you know, he was a trainer for Michael Jordan, Kobe, and Dwayne Wade, and yep. all that. He said, you know, a lot of people say showing up is half the battle, but for him, showing up is none of the battle. And the reason he says that is because, you know, if we, if we show up to this podcast and then let's say, oh, let's go get a drink or get some food, we didn't, we didn't execute, we didn't do anything. So it's, it's, you know, if you got the Cowboys, you know, calling you up and you went to go play for them, not just showing up, but being there and actually executing what you're supposed to do and, and doing that on a, on a consistent basis, that's winning the battle. And, and, I, and the winning for is sure. And so I think you said, you said it spot on. That's a great quote, bro. And to be honest with you, I'm, I'm going to add the fourth lesson. You don't have to add this in or not, but my fourth lesson would be surround yourself with good people. I would say when I was going through, um, when I didn't, you know, the eligibility issues here in Jacksonville, man, you know, I was down, man. I was really, really down. I had worked hard. I, you know, I, I feel like I set myself up for a great opportunity in a great city. And I was down. And I, my friends helped me out a lot and my coaches here, you know, even though I felt like, you know, our relationship kind of, it, it took a turn because, you know, I didn't know who to blame for it because I did everything I was supposed to do. But surrounding yourself with good people, like, like Kobe's and it, it could be your trainer. It could be family, you know, just keeping good vibes around you is going to, it's going to keep that pushing you. And like you said, hey, Kobe's trainer, uh, you know, that Kobe, he, he's probably one of the best, like the athletes he's had is, there's no reason they were so great. You know, like when they have someone like that, of course they're going to push themselves. But when you have that, that extra push from another person, it just keeps you, uh, keeps you going, man. Hold you accountable. I love it. Well, Jimmy, we appreciate you being on the podcast. We'll end it on that note of surround yourself with good people. And thank you again, everybody go follow Jimmy on social media and look out for his story. That's continuing. Jump man, Jim. Jump man, Jim. Follow the kid.
We appreciate it, Jimmy. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Have a good one, man.